how many of you were glad to be in church on Sunday? Sunday, Sunday was quite a service. Glory to God. And um, we're going to take off from Sunday, and um, you're going to have opportunity to ask questions, make contributions on something very pivotal that God is blessing us with in Grace Assembly. How that any one of us could be a man and a woman after god's heart glory to god i thought you clap your hands what's good news do you know what it means to be a man or a woman after god's heart the scripture is up on the screen and what does this say it states very very clearly uh, there that acts 13 verse 22 be the good news translation of the bible says this is what god said about david i have found that I found that that I found that David, son of Jesse, is the kind of man I like, a man who will do all I want him to do. And for that reason, God showed up for David throughout his life. Maybe I should say a prayer. May we also tap into the sure message of David in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. God showed up for him time and time again. How many of you remember that Jesus is called the son of David? Why was he called the son of David? Was David the only man in his lineage? There, how many, how many um, generations? Is it 36 or something? Generations before Jesus came. So there must have been at least 36 men <laughs> in his lineage, but He's called the son of David. Can you imagine the son of God called the son of Femi Paul? It means that Femi Paul was an outstanding man. I'm going to say that prayer again. May we be able to tap into the sure message of David. Only two people said amen. You don't get it. Okay. What I'm going to do is show you something that's going to surprise you. Uh, multimedia, um, I used the picture of the great Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, in our generation, these are the men that surely God visited. For a black man uh, to have a memorial in America like none before, something good was upon this man. And he was a man of God. But will multimedia help me with Isaiah 33, verse 3, the Living Bible? I just sent it to you. Now, I want you to read this with me because we're going to go into a robust conversation. Knowing who David was to God and how God stood by him, there's a promise this evening. It says, let's read together. Come to me with your ears wide open. I am ready to make an everlasting covenant with you to give you, in particular, all the unfailing mercies and love that I had for King David. Who is that person? Let the person say amen. No, no, no. I thought somebody would jump out and say, I'm here, Lord. Amen. It says, come to me, Grace Assembly. This is not the time to do your religious. Come to me and open your ears wide. I am ready. 
come on now i'm ready to make an everlasting covenant with you to give you all the unfailing mercies all the sure mercies and love that i had for king david this is serious may we not miss it in jesus name why didn't you touch yourself and me i'm not going to miss this one this one is man or woman after god's heart so everybody can qualify but let me drive the point home and read the blessings that god pronounced on david psalm 89 verses 20 to 28 remember it's an interactive bible study the subject is how god gets to like some people so much even though he loves everybody that he sets them apart and names even the son of god after them there must be something we ought to learn from this man psalm 89 i'm going to read verses 20 to 28 can we read together i have found my servant david with my holy oil i have anointed him with whom my hand shall be established also my arm shall strengthen him the enemy shall not outwit him nor the son of wickedness afflict him i will beat down his foes before his face and plague those who hate him but my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him and in my name his horn shall be exalted also i will set his hand over the sea and his right hand over the rivers he shall cry to me you are my father my god and the rock of my salvation also i will make him my firstborn the highest of the kings of the earth my mercy i will keep for him forever and my covenant shall stand firm with him his seed also i will make to endure forever and his throne as the days of heaven imagine if this was what god was pronouncing upon you and your household i don't know about you but lord i receive it because you say you want to do it i receive it in jesus name i'm going to read very quickly the message translation and the message translation goes this way it says i found david my servant poured my holy oil on his head and i'll keep my hand steadily on him yes i will stick with him through thick and thin meaning no matter what he goes through he's going to come through it on the better side well i receive that for you and i in the name of the lord jesus christ no enemy no enemy no enemy will get the best of him no scoundrel will do him in i will weed out all who oppose him i will clean out all who hate him i am with him for good ah, may the lord be with us for good and i will love him forever i have set him on high he's riding high may the lord set us on high that we will ride on the high places on the earth in the name of jesus says i have put ocean in his one hand river in the other he will call out oh my father my god my rock of salvation he says yes i am setting him apart as a first of the royal line high king over all of the earth's kings i will preserve him eternally in my love i will faithfully do all i solemnly promise for him and i will guarantee his family tree and underwrite his role it means i will ensure everything concerning him 
so that if he loses anything, I will replace it and I will compensate him. I want to pray, Father, may we come into this kind of covenant and the sure message of David in the name of Jesus Christ. And today, Isaiah 55 verse 3, the Living Bible gives us an invitation. You see, if your life is going to change or when your life is going to change, most and generally, some place you never had access to, you will gain access. Some things you could never have before, you suddenly have. Some level that you could never even access before, you suddenly gain access. Today, an invitation is being extended to you. I pray that you will not miss this one in the name of the Lord Jesus. The invitation says, come to me with your ears wide open. I am ready, says Jehovah, to make an everlasting covenant with you to give you all the unfailing message, all, none left out, and all the unfailing love that I had for King David. It is possible for you and I to become a man or woman after God's heart. And to be able to do that, we better find out what David did to provoke God to pronounce the blessing of Psalm 89 upon him. The journey doesn't have to be a long one. doesn't have to be difficult. It's the small things that matters. For instance, on Sunday I told you God loves everybody, but he likes David. And I asked a question, and there was no opportunity to answer so much, but today we have the opportunity. What is it that makes you like some people, even though you love generally everybody? Like in your class. If you're a student in your class, you love everybody, but there are some people, you not only love them, you like them. In your family, you love everybody, but amongst your cousins, there are one or two you particularly like. The character of God is what you're demonstrating. He loves and we're supposed to love even as a command. But liking is something that you extend yourself. From the way you experience somebody makes you to like them. On Sunday, I was giving an example why I like the children. There's just authenticity about them. They, the, the friendship is real. So it's easy for me to respond to them. Can I ask you a question? Is it not true that you may have a, a lot of people in your class or your family that you love, that, but there are some people you just particularly like? I want an answer. Is that true or not? I'm not saying you're guilty. I say, is that true or not? It just means like you're, you're like God. That's, Jesse had eight sons. God loved all of them. He didn't have a problem with them, but he liked David. They give me the um, the slide for Sunday. He said there is something about David that I like. He becomes a man after God's heart. He says, I have found that David, son of Jesse, is the kind of man I like. What kind of people do you like? If you can't answer the question, let me ask you, what kind of people do you not like? If somebody is the opposite of what you don't like, it is true that the person becomes the kind of person you like. I like the text when it says the kind of, which means it's not just a particular person. There is a typification. There is a group. May we find ourselves to belong in the group of the people that God kind of like. 
What kind of amen is that? Are you the kind of person Jehovah would like? Or let me change that question. Wouldn't you like to be the kind of person or shouldn't you struggle to become the kind of person Jehovah would like? For me, shouldn't you? Do whatever you can to fall into the category of the kinds of people he likes. Look at what he did for David. David lost many battles, but every battle he came back. He lost Ziglag, lost everything, he came back. He came back with spoils. He was driven out of the city of David that he built by his own son. But he came back in style. The truth is that some people lose only one battle and they never recover. It says, my mercies I will keep for him forever. I will never let anybody get the better of him. Father, I pray that we qualify ourselves into this categorization in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The, 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 the invitation is extended to you and I today to say, I am ready to make that same kind of covenant with you. The unfailing mercies and love that I had for King David. He didn't even call him David in that point. He called him King David. Which means if you get it right and you become that kind of person that God really likes, you will reign in life. May God cause us to move from where we are, where we struggle in life, to reign in life. If you want to receive it, raise up your right hand and say, Lord, I want to receive it. The sure mercies and the covenant of David. So shall it be in Jesus' name. You know when God picks you like that, he doesn't pick only you. He picks you and your family. So if you qualify, everything that belongs to you like David gets blessed. If you won't do it for yourself, do it for those. You call your children, those that are becoming, going to become your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. Today will mark the beginning of the best days of our lives in Jesus' name. But the question that comes to my heart is, who is this David? Why was this David? How did he become the kind of man that God loved? There were eight sons in one household. Let me ask you a question. Was David a perfect man? Don't be afraid. Was he a perfect man? Was he an angel? Did he make some mistakes or not? Did he make many mistakes or not? Did he lose some battles or not? Did he fumble or not? Why did God take such an ordinary person and give him the sure mercies? If he was so ordinary, does that not tell you that you don't have to be perfect to obtain this everlasting covenant? Bring up that scripture again for me, Isaiah 55 verse 3. I want you to focus on what God said there. He says, I am ready to make an everlasting covenant with you. See, man, huh? Why? To give you all the unfailing mercies and the love that I had for King David. I like that, amen. But for you to qualify yourself, I first want to debunk something that generally when you read such an amazing Psalm 89, you will think it's somebody that was a absolutely angelic. Maybe he started speaking in tongues from the moment he was born. Maybe never ever committed any offense. So most and generally when you hear about outstanding people, you think it 
can never be me. I can never make it. But God purposely chose an ordinary man. He was not even the firstborn. In those days, the first son was a superman. He was actually the last. So you don't have to be the first to qualify. You don't have to be angelic to qualify. But as much as you don't have to be perfect, it means that you have to study the person to know what he did to get the attention of God so that you yourself can come into Isaiah 55 verse 3. So today, our expedition would be examining the life of David to find these simple things that he must have done to catch the attention of God. And if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, it means that if we find out what those things are and we do the same thing, Isaiah 55 verse 3 becomes activated on our behalf. It shall be so for me. I don't know about you, but for me, it will be activated. Okay, for you too, it will be activated in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, for instance, if you heard that Pastor Kola is a man after God's heart and all those things in Psalm 89 speaks about him, you first look at him and say, okay, did he go to Olympics? No. Does he walk on air? No. Does he eat rice and dodo like everybody? Yes. Then you begin to say, well, if Pastor Kola can qualify, there's hope for me. Help me tell somebody there's hope for you too. Now, what is it about David that could have made God single him out? I want us to track his life from beginning because we want to tap into this covenant to be a man or a woman or a child after God's heart. That is what we're all about. We just don't want to talk about David. God is saying, what I gave David is available. I'm ready to do it. The word ready means I am ready. Question is, are you ready? No, no, you don't sound like it. Are you ready? I said God is ready. Are you ready for the same covenant? Uh-huh. You're going to prove it now by answering this question for me. What at all crosses your mind in the story of David that you learned from Sunday school till now that could have caught God's attention? Maybe you want to share it with us. Help me clap for the man of God. Pastor Kola wants to open the floodgates. Very simple truth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. To me, I think the first thing that happened for the spotlight to come upon him was when he confronted Goliath. Hmm. I want to believe that uh-huh. when Goliath started blaspheming, saying yeah. everything, yeah. I, I want to believe that God was in control, was in charge, and he was just waiting for somebody to just step in front and confront Goliath. That was all what... What exactly did did Goliath do? Well, Goliath was cursing and abusing Hmm. the children of God. For 30 days and 30 30, nights, non-stop, and nobody confronted him. And nobody would tell me God did not know what to do. And the only thing was for just someone from the crowd. From the crowd. Just to step forward just to step forward was what God needed for God to act but nobody for 30 days and 30 nights and the person that stepped forward wasn't even enlisted in the army he was just a kid he was just a kid yes sir and he was just somebody that was sent 
you know, they said that history says that Goliath stood about maybe eight and a half feet tall. He was a giant. But Saul was over seven feet tall himself. Because the Bible says he stood head and shoulders above any man in Israel. So the giant of Israel did not even stand up to the giant of Gath for 30 days. He had 30 days to think about it. He did not. And along comes a David who was an average height, good looking, never trained in warfare, was never in the army. By the way, how many of you know that a few of David's brother were in Saul's army? They were there. So it wasn't a matter of we're born in the same house. They had different attitudes. They had the uniform. They had the opportunity. They had the pedigree. They were born in the same family. But they didn't do anything. What are you trying to say, Pastor Kola, in conclusion? About this thing, this setting and David coming out, what are you trying to say? How do you think God saw it? In your God, own words. I think God was excited. God was excited. May God be excited over us. Come on, clap your hands there. Clap your hands there. God was excited. Why? Uh, because, number one, the person that stepped out did not rely on himself, his strength, but just relied on God. That God will win this battle for me. And that was it. So, when God is excited about you, he kind of marks you and separates you from the crowd of people who do nothing about the honor of God. It was the honor of God Goliath was dragging in the gutter for 30 days and 30 nights. The man who could not find a donkey that God made a king who should be so grateful and should be ready to die for God who took him from nothing, from zero to hero, did not raise a finger. But the, the man who had only few sheep who had nothing to his name was the one that chose to lay his life down for the honor of God. I want you to clap for Pastor Kola. Thank you very much. And Pastor, one more thing. He didn't have any weapon. No spear, no knife, no armor. He just confronted God, calling God's name. Sorry, confronted Goliath in the name of the Lord. Can you clap for him once again? What lesson can you learn from what Pastor Kola said? If God likes people, and this is perhaps one of the main reasons why God liked him, and that's why we have a Psalm 89 from verse 20 to 29, speaking about how God separated him from all of creation, and even spoke about him in the New Testament. What have you learned from this expose that Pastor Kola has given us about God and what makes God get to like people. You must have learned something. Somebody, even if it's a child, I want to hear from you. What have you learned from it? <laughs> you mean you haven't learned anything from what he said? Just summarize what you learned. Good evening. Hello. Um, uh -huh. Let me see your face defend the honor of God when necessary to defend the honor of God when necessary what are your hands doing you know people can make noise about David celebrate David make a big statue of David but don't learn from the life of David David was an ordinary man 
born in an ordinary way, had an ordinary job. But on the day that the opportunity presented himself, he was so zealous about the sanctity of the name of the Lord, about what? The, that he stood, he came forward to defend the honor of God and God said, Kai, this is a kind of son any man would want to have. I'll give you an example. If you had eight sons and seven of them are present and somebody is dragging you, calling you names, cursing you for 30 days and 30 nights and none of your sons stood up to this person. How would you feel? Talk now. I said, how will you feel? I said, how will you feel? Will you be happy? Then along comes the youngest one. Who is not fully a man yet? I think at that time, David must have been like 15, 16. And gets there and says, what? You're letting this guy talk nonsense? I'm going to kill him. How dare you talk about my father like that? And he goes out. With his tricycle. He doesn't have an SUV to knock down the fellow. And attacks the fellow. I want to ask you. How would you feel about that child? Why are you all quiet? I said how will you feel about that child? You will be proud of that child. If you promote that child in your heart. Can anybody blame you? If you delight in that child. Can anybody blame you? lesson number one thank you pastor k thank you radi that when if you want god to mark you as a man after his heart the kind of person he likes he knows that wherever the, his honor is being tampered with you will speak up you're going to act lesson number one as we know it may we walk in it and qualify for this invitation in jesus mighty name a round of applause once again for the two of them what else can anybody remember okay madam over there something that david did that must have caught the attention of god praise the lord hallelujah before i answer i, I want to read further uh -huh. that uh, psalm 89 34 okay he said my covenant i will not violate nor will i utter the utterance of my lips once for all have have i sworn by my holiness, my vow, which cannot be violated, I will not lie to David. His descendants shall endure forever, and his throne will continue as the sun before me. Shatale, God moved even that likeness and that love to his generation. That's right. That's one thing with God. When he wants to visit, he wants to favor you, he will not only stop at you, he will move it further to your generation. Another thing David did, apart from being a worshiper, the Bible says that he always inquired from the Lord. He does not take any step without asking God, how do I do it? What are your hands doing? Unlike some of us, you might just decide something and jump into it. David never did that. Before he takes it, he says, Lord, should I? Should I do this or should I do that? He wants to hear from God and know what to do before he takes any move. Chai. Chai. 
my covenant i will not break when it comes to david nor alter the word that has gone out of my mouth once have i sworn by my holiness i will not lie to david his seed shall endure forever and his throne as a son before me why because when it comes to david even when he has the strength to do it he will say god should i david said i have killed the bear i have killed the lion and they're stronger than this fellow but he said my god will do it for me he didn't go in his own strength you know some of us the moment you have a little strength god is out of the equation hello come on now, i want to feel you hello once we have money once we want to spend our money uh, 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 god stay out of it once you like somebody you don't ask god should i marry this person uh, 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 i like the person person like me Psh. anything we want to do david would inquire of the lord having ears may we hear having a heart may we gain understanding that the invitation is open that god says the way i love david and the way i guaranteed him and underwrite his success to the end i'm ready to do it for you may we learn to ask the lord you know this season that the world tells us do you do your own thing don't listen to anybody when you feel it just groove it like that by so doing, it doesn't mean God will hate you, but you disqualify yourself from being amongst those that God likes those kind of people. Thank you, Lord, for equipping us with the knowledge of what will make us be outstanding in our generation. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Okay, anybody else, what can we learn from the simple life of David that will qualify us? Princess? You want to say something? Okay, give her the microphone. You want to say something, my girl? Yeah, okay, all right. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I know that um, David trusted God so much because, you know, to add to what uh, Pastor Kola said, you know, when he was, um, he was kitted actually with um, some ornaments like to protect him. Yeah. And those stuff, we are just heavy on him. He said, please, strip me of all these that was trust because to meet a man who is bigger than you by physique and everything and and they're trying to protect you like the small you and you're like i can't do that i can't wear this let me just go with my catapult and uh, stones that was trust you know so there's no what are your hands doing and see blessed is the man whose trust is the lord his god hey Okay, to cap it up, there's no how David wouldn't have won life battles because trust is everything, really. I mean, God, God will, God, God <laughs> I don't know what adjective to qualify that. God can, He can do anything for anybody who will trust Him, really. So I, I have learned to trust God in spite of what is going on. You know, it gives you this inner peace. Aside the fact that He was a worshiper, I mean, time meant. I mean, he, he he invalidated time in the in the course of worship. 
he, he, he lost it. Time was no, of no importance. Ah, wait, you're giving us another point too. Yes, two points. Are hey, so the Trump first point, they haven't clapped. Don't give them the second one. They haven't clapped for the first point. <laughs> Clap first before you get the second point. Hold on, hold on. You know, the Bible says some or many trust in horses and chariots. It says they are falling in disgrace. But we trust in the name of the Lord our God. We stand and we're going to reign in this life. Can you shout hallelujah? hallelujah. You know, princess, it is so easy to trust in horses and chariots. The things that men see. The things that men believe in. But David trusts in God that they could not see. But the God that he knew. It says, it says God will deliver me from the hands of this crazy man and God did let me ask you I told you the story of my daughter when I forgot to go and pick her up she was like three years old or four years I wasn't the one that used to pick her up from school so when the mother said pick her in my running about my days when I was to practice law I remembered like four o'clock those days they used to close school at two so I got to the school at 2 5. I thought my daughter would not talk to me. I thought she would be in shred. I, I had all kind of image. She was running about, swinging. My dad is coming soon. My dad is coming soon. They wanted to take her to the principal's. I said, No, 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 my dad is coming. They wanted, they said, No, no, my dad. I said, Me, I looked at myself. She trusts me so much. She didn't cry. And when I came, she didn't ask me the question. She ran and jumped. I held my neck like this. I could never ever forget that day that a human being can trust me so you know what he did even though she's my first child i just carved one part of my heart and said nobody can enter this side this one to me now you get this side of my heart because you know trust when somebody proves they trust you it does something to you may we learn to trust and walk in trust and rest in God and provoke God to do mighty things for us too in the name of Jesus. Say amen and amen. Joy. God looked at him and said, me, you can't see. You trust more than the armor. He said, God can do anything with these little stones. God can do it for me. Can I tell you how God was doing that day? God was more like my boy may God say yeah I like this girl glory to God you see when a strong person say hey I like you you know what they do they bring out their checkbook what bad on me David Psalm 89 verses 20 to 29 verses 34 he just started writing I will let me father in the name of Jesus may we do something that will shock you and you turn our captivity around and shut the mouth of our enemies and lift us up where eagles fly on the mountain tops to reign in this life the sure covenant of David will be our portion the same way he pleased you we will please you also blessed be God in Jesus name Clap your hands, oh you people. No, 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 don't sit down, don't sit down. Ah, Dave, clap for the first point. Now you don't want to give the second point. Oh yeah, give the second point. All right, so in a nutshell, um, learning from David to lose it in the place of worship. As a song minister, you know, David danced and he, in fact, his, his contours were showing like seriously and his wife was like, what's this? 
Let somebody say, "What's this?" When I worship my Hey, God. did you hear that? Worship you. God to the point that somebody say, "What is wrong with you? What are your hands doing?" If you heard what I heard, you ought to be clapping. I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. Okay, what is this worship that people are worshiping there? They're worshiping. David worshipped. He lost his school. When have you worshipped? Somebody thinks something do you. Say nothing do me. I'm just excited about my, my father. Glory be to God. Why are you all quiet? Oh, conviction. You're, you know you're guilty. When you're worshipping, you're checking out your shoes. Hallelujah. You're checking out your composure. David's scattered body. And when God responded, Kai, a man after my own heart. May our name enter that list too in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, next time, I'm going to tell the camera to stay in front of you. It's going to stand in front of church and the way you're worshipping PM on that big screen, you will see you. Capture that picture, I will post it to heaven. Say, Father, this one was doing eyebrow pencil when we're doing worship this one was checking out their phone ah father thank god for my iphone but somebody under the sound of my voice was losing it in worship glory to god somebody dancing in the spirit you know what is going to happen that person will be me that person will be me myself and i blessed be god and you too in jesus name thank you princess uh we have a few pointers as to why God said, I found that David, son of Jesse, is the kind of man I like. In this generation, in this church, do you know God loves all of us? But do you know there's a category close to God's heart? The kind of members in Grace Assembly that God likes. After this series of sermon, may your name not be missing from that list in Jesus' name. Young pastor, you want to say something? Oh, okay. Hey, hello there. Let's hear. Clap for my girl. Clap for my girl. Yes. By speaking, you know what? Eh? You're the kind of teenager I like. <laughs> According to Isaiah 55 verse 3, it says, come to, come to me with wide ears. Yes. I feel like the Bible would not have mentioned the blessing of didn't come to God with wide ears. Hmm. It's different to inquire from God and then it's different to inquire and obey. So David inquired and obeyed, making it able for us all to meet God with wide ears. So that we can inquire and obey, so we can get the same blessing he got. Hey. You see, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, we're learning wisdom. Then I feel like David did not allow his kingship way of his service to God. <sighs> wait, you wait. You first gave us one. We're trying to digest that one. You want to load the second one like princess. Hold on. One by one. It says, come to me with wide ears. So there's a difference between come to me with your ears. Come on now. I said, come on now. 
You know where I'm going. And come with me with your wide ears. She said, when you go to God with wide ears, you will hear and then you will obey. So people generally come to God on Sunday morning with ordinary ears. That's why you hear there's no obedience. Do your ear like this from today. I day wide ears when God is in the house. When God is speaking, so shall it be in Jesus' name. Well, a round of applause first for her before we get a second one. Then I feel like David did not let his kingship get in the way of his service to God. Like when the Ark of the Covenant was brought back to Israel, he danced. And even his wife was like, why are you dancing like a madman? But that did not stop him. Normally at events, there is like a big man dance. Like there's a hey, there's a big man dance. Eh? There's a way a king ought to present himself to the public. But if he was able to discard that for God, that really says a lot. And if I was God, I would admire or take a liking to that particular person. Come on. You see, Pastor Kola is giving you a thumbs up. Say, ah, on my day, What are you talking about? He didn't let his kingship get in the way. Why are you letting your swag get in the way? Hmm. You know what she said? He said there's a way big man dance. Hello. There's a way mommies dance because they're not teenagers. Uh -huh. I'm looking for trouble now. There's a way big boys that drive SUV drive. They, they dance in church. Hmm. There's a way people that live in their own house, they're not tenant. There's a way they walk when they come to church. But when it came to David, even kingship did not determine the way he danced. May the Lord, hey, my ears are open wide. May God help us to, to tap into the sure mercies of David in the name of the Lord Jesus. One more time, a round of applause for this kind of teenager that I like very much. Oh, awesome. So you two want to tap into all the prayers and praying for them now. Okay, let's hear you. You praise the Lord. Um, what I would like to say, the Bible says in the book of um, Genesis, the Bible says when God created Adam, when God made Adam, uh -huh. he said during the evening he will go and spend time with Adam every evening. But when Adam sinned, he chased, um, drove um, Adam away from the garden and um, God at that point, you know, he created man to have to friendship, you know, for somebody to have um, time with him and that was one thing David learned David learned to create time for God David valued the presence of God he placed so much value in the presence of God that if you can see the book of Psalm if you see how many books that David wrote for just for God just for God for praise and something he doesn't go to God because of what he wants to get from God hey. he goes to God because he loves to honor God just because of that Another thing about wait, him. wait, 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 wait. David didn't go to the presence of God to praise him because of what he wants. He went to the presence of God because he's in love with God. He, what are your hands doing? <laughs> what?
Why do a lot of people come for night vigil? Because they can pray and ask for what they want from God. Why do a lot of people come awake when you start prophesying? <laughs> God is going to do this and that. So without any prophecy, without anything, this man was just worshipping. And that's why God says, I like this kind of fellow. And guess what? Plus what he didn't ask for God. God gave him. May that be our own result too in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You said something. He said, listen with wide open ears. He said David created time for God. He didn't say David had time for God. Pastor K, do you know the average believer now struggled to have time for God? understandably because life has become very busy but this man did not only just have time for god he created time when your time is full and you want to create time somebody tell me how do you achieve it huh? you move some things ah that's 50 percent i want some more it's move some things if you move if you move it from money to evening it's still in the same day. It cancels some things for God. Your day is full. You sleep seven hours. You do this. You watch TV. You do social media. Go ready if I said you move. If you move it from morning, you move it to evening. The day is still full. For you to create time for God, you have to cancel some things. What are your hands doing? Everything in, in the day will tell you I'm important, I'm important, I'm important. David will look at it and say, well, God is more important than, first of all, all of you in my 24 hours. Then he decides, no, you are the least important, this least important. Unapologetically, This is a lesson to all of us. God is nobody's follow. For God to say this is a kind of person I like. Do you know that it get waiting God see? I said it get waiting God see. A man that does not wait to have time. You see if you want to have time. It has to be when it is convenient. Hello. I said hello. For you to have time for me is the day it works for you. The way you feel like. But to create time means my feeling is not an issue. And in terms of importance, this is more important than every other thing. You know the Bible says, uh, David wrote the psalm, says, early in the morning will I seek you. In the new time will I not forget at night time my meditation is upon you clap for this man oh hallelujah may God help us to learn from the right examples in the name of the Lord Jesus you have said so much can you clap for him one more time pastor K wants to come in as again are you learning something today are you taking notes okay one more thing he said was that when Adam sinned Adam went to hide from God. But when David sinned, he exposed himself to God. He fell into the presence of God. God, mercy. 
I don't, I don't understand why people are not clapping because you are blessing me so much. Adam was not born by a woman. Adam was formed by God. David said, in sin was I conceived. Adam was not conceived in sin. And yet when Adam sinned against God, hey, he ran from the presence of God. When Nathan told David, he said, what? He fell. Ashes and sackcloth. Father, I have sinned. In fact, there's a psalm he wrote, before you have I sinned. Take not your Holy Spirit from me. Renew a right spirit within me. He recited everything and stayed in the presence of God until God said he was okay. Clap your hands, oh you people. Now you see why God likes David. You want to say something? Okay. So we've been talking about um, David trusting God, believing in God. But I think another thing was that God realized that he could trust David. <laughs> you know, so there's also that. God realized that he could trust David. He gave, they gave him sheep to look after. And he, he, he was willing to give his life. So if he was willing to give his life for his sheep, how much more was he, would, he, would he be willing to give his life for the children of Israel? No wonder when God said he was going to deal, he was killing them. Because of what David did. did. David said, you know what, please leave them out of it. Let me be the one to suffer. So I think God actually could trust David. Ooh. It is one thing to trust God. Hmm. Can God trust you? Will you sacrifice for the interests of God? Or self-satisfaction is the order of the day. I have in my notes here, for a man or woman who is after God's heart, it wouldn't be about pleasing self or pleasing the world at the expense of pleasing the Lord. It will never be. Pleasing yourself or pleasing the world can never be at the expense of pleasing God. For somebody that's pursuing the heart of God, May the Lord grant us the grace to walk in this truth in Jesus' name. I have learned a lot. Can we recite the things we have learned? The first one is what? To fight, to be ready to fight for the honor of God. The second one, I think, was princess. To trust God and to worship him unashamedly. You know, it is said that, honestly, to the credit of Muslims, there's hardly any international airport I have not seen them pray. I, there's hardly. But if you call a Christian and say, let's join hands and pray in public, even in a restaurant, all of a sudden you say, they'll be looking at us. How come people bow their heads to the ground in a public place? Your own, you don't even need to bend, though. just may God help us. The, the fourth point was by what did 
your huh? uh-huh. open your eyes is wide to hear and to obey God okay the next one is what I thought somebody would be taking notes for me uh-huh. you see Dean you didn't take notes that's why you forget yes madam you gave us one too now to inquire yes she said that David did not rely on his strength that he knows the way he knows how to do it he can do it by himself he would always inquire of the lord you know when somebody inquires from you you know what they're saying they're acknowledging your importance in their life it's like your kid has money to buy something and calls you from the university i say i have the money but mommy or daddy is it a good idea imagine somebody sitting with you say kid has the money and is calling you for where what if they're asking you it's because they don't have the money the parents will feel very honored the parent will feel very loved and respected and obviously that's the kind of child all of us would like to have and that's what happened to God any other point before we round up. Okay, Korede. So, praise God. In addition to what um, she said, it's one thing to spend time to inquire from God. I think one of the things that brought David as close to God as he got was that he spent as much time inquiring as much as he gave thanks after what he had gotten. A lot of us know how to go to God in prayer and then spend hours, days fasting, and then we don't give as much, as much fasting, as much thanksgiving as we should when he has finally done these things. But a lot of the Psalms that he wrote was thanksgiving for what God has done. There are Psalms that showed how he asked for these things and psalms that also confirm that say no more. they need to be clapping because that is my god i'm being a pastor for how many years when people want a child i see how they pray when they want to get married they want a job i think i was in the united states when i zoomed into the meeting and pastor Etefia or somebody was talking about the same strength we used to ask for something should be the same strength we used to say thank you when it's time to say thank you thank you lord hallelujah <laughs> ah, a journey of 17 years when people called you names and gave up on you and the lord turned again the captivity of zion why david said why wouldn't i dance like i lost my mind i was the one my father didn't remember out of his seven sons and i'm the one that still became king and you are talking maybe it was easy for your dad to become king but me i need to thank god because he covered my shame he delivered me from the prognosis of people that said you will never get married you'll never do well can we put our hands together for the lord <laughs> clap your hands in gratitude you know don't do it half-heartedly just thinking how far god has brought us To be a man or a woman after God's heart. It is on the table today. It says I am ready. To give you. 
the same unfailing mercy and unfailing love that I gave to King David. David was not the only man that God particularly liked. There are a few other men. As we go home today, let's continue to study and begin to act on it. The simple truths that we have said. He already loves you. But there's something about people you like. You know some people call you. When you're busy. Come on now. Let's talk. And because you're already busy. You wonder should I take this call? Should I not take this call? But when you're busy. And somebody you really like calls. What do you normally do? You know what you do? You tell people I've got to take this call. Say hello. <laughs> not hello hello say hello hey what's going on all of a sudden busy or no busy everything changes may our voices be like that to Jehovah when we call home may God be delighted and say angels please I need some quiet my boy is talking to me and he says talk what before you speak I've, I've heard you. Whilst you're speaking, I have answered you. Lift up your hand to the Lord. Say, Father, help me to qualify in my own generation, in this church, amongst those who will be the person after God's heard. Let us qualify to be amongst those, the kind of people that God likes. That you may bless us from Zion. He says, I will not let any situation get the better of David. He said, I'll put his enemies to shame. I will underwrite and ensure his prosperity and the sustained prosperity and it should be from generation to generation. Father, that which you have learned today, let no bird of the air come and steal away. Help us to walk in this truth and delight you and cause you to arise and do mighty things in our lives. You are the same yesterday, today and forever as you did for David. The unfailing mercies and unfailing love will be our portion too. Blessed be your name now and forevermore. In Jesus' name we have prayed. What kind of amen is that? <laughs> I'm just so excited for this word that God has given us as a special people to God. How that the opportunity is still there. It says, come to me with your ears wide open. I am ready to make an everlasting covenant with you to give you all the unfailing mercies and the love that I had for King David. May my ears hear the good news. May my eyes see the proof that God is doing again what he did in the times of old amongst us in grace assembly blessed be god in jesus mighty name 